Hey everybody, welcome to the Soul Food Priest Podcast with Father Ben. It's awesome to have you. I'm here with Kira Roddy. What's up, Kira? Nothing much. Doing yeah. pretty well over here. Awesome, <laughs> awesome. I You've never been to Germany, have you? No, but I would love to. I, mm. I never really had a desire to until actually I started listening about Pope Benedict in Bavaria. Mm-hmm. My brother-in-law travels to Germany a lot now, and I'm like, oh, I'd really like to go. It's an amazing country, and for so many different reasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, it really is. It's, uh, it's just uh, so rich with history on so many different levels, uh, socio-political history, but also food, their cuisine. Um, and a lot of German cuisine does not get the credit it needs, mm-hmm. um, like the the um a lot of german cuisine is influenced largely by austria uh-huh. and the uh, the former austro-hungarian empire but um like have you ever had schnitzel or stolen or no yeah i've heard of it yeah what was schnitzel like uh they have wiener schnitzel yeah. which is like that they'll make it from usually they make it from veal or pork you can okay. make from chicken you can even make it from turkey okay. so basically you take a, a piece of meat you pound it super paper thin i have had it bread yes. it deep fry it and then yes. they usually serve it with like some kind of potatoes on the side or yes. capers and lemon juice Oof, yeah. i like it with lemon juice because it's a good it kind of cuts the richness mm-hmm. um and uh, sometimes they actually serve it. It sounds weird, but it's actually really good. They'll serve it with preserves, some mm. kind of sweet preserves spread over the top of it. Yeah. Kind of the sweet and the rich. It's good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Have you ever heard of spatzle? I've heard of it. Yeah. Spatzle is kind of these dumplings that they make. Mm-hmm. And this is really gross, um, but it's it actually worked well. I went. I worked at a restaurant that will go unnamed. And they made their own <laughs> spotsle, which is uh-huh. like, um, they make it with eggs and flour and cream. Anyway, so it's like these stringy dumplings, right? And they went to Home Depot and got a, a brand new drain for a shower. And they would uh, pour the dumpling batter through the shower drain so that when it, when it went into the boiling water, it would look like how it's supposed to look. And it worked brilliantly. So they used a shower drain for the dumplings. Now, granted, it was a brand new one. Okay, nobody yes. used it. Yeah. And they did not advertise this. But uh, I'm just saying, next time you you get spots lay at a, next, a restaurant, think about the shower drain. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why chefs never eat out. And so, um, anyway, <laughs> so schnitzel is really, really good. And... Um, but it's, uh, you know, Germany's so rich with mm-hmm. history. And as you probably know right now, they have this debacle going on in Germany with, uh, mm-hmm. with the, so many of the German bishops right. that are trying to adopt teachings that are eminently counter, they're, they're heterodox completely. In other uh-huh. words, they, they are counter-established uh, de fide Mm-hmm. Uh, doctrine and you know recently several times actually recently the holy see including pope francis have said okay the, this is unchangeable right so you can talk about it all you want but this mm-hmm. is not changeable mm-hmm. in fact recently um the pope himself told the german bishops this and this are off the table you're not to discuss them namely yeah. women's ordination and same-sex marriage mm-hmm. end mm-hmm. quote and rest assured they they probably will continue to do it right and so in other words they're having uh, a massive um 
uh, doctrinal upheaval right now in Germany, and the church in Germany is going through, they are hemorrhaging Catholics mm. uh, in copious quantities. Mm. So, and, and they apparently cannot, these bishops cannot make the connection between yeah. the, the bizarre things that they're adopting and the hemorrhaging Catholics. They just don't, I mean, contrast right. that, say, to John Paul II. Yeah. And, you know, he was very frank and like, yes, this is a challenging teaching, but you can do this. It does not require virtue. It requires heroic virtue. And they came. Yeah. They right. came. Yeah. I mean, these young people came. So, mm -hmm. but... Mm -hmm. In other words, it's, uh, I always say it's uh, the expression being educated into imbecility. Mm -hmm. People become, they get so much education or they're so prideful that right. they think we are above these silly church rules and teachings. Mm -hmm. So um, kind of going back in Germany's history, as you know, over 500 years ago, in 1517 and, and Halloween, October yeah. 31st, Martin Luther started the Protestant Reformation yeah. uh, 40,000 varieties of Protestantism ago mm -hmm. and uh, in Wittenberg, Germany. Mm -hmm. And because uh, you've heard that you've heard of the teaching sola fide or faith yes. alone. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And um, do you remember where you heard that? I don't actually. I don't remember exactly how I heard. Yeah, that, it's or... it, and and I, honestly, I never heard it growing up ever. No. We heard a lot about burlap and you know <laughs> and like pasting pictures on a poster board. Yeah, the totally, banners totally. For yeah, yeah. Oh, and by the way, that's a tabernacle. Whatever. <laughs> What's in the gold box? That's a tabernacle. And so, like, um, but so, and and Martin Luther's defense, and this is even in our catechism. Mm -hmm is that uh, the way the catechism says it and is it says quote men of both sides were to blame for divisions in the church right. and and the reformation in other words okay. we lord knows the catholic leadership in particular mm -hmm. made very very bad decisions mm -hmm. you know uh with seminary absenteeism nepotism um concubines with priests, I mean, fill in the blank, the yeah. selling of indulgences. There's a man named Tetzel, who was a Dominican priest who was selling indulgences. So mm -hmm. it was pretty ugly. Yeah. It was pretty ugly. And and Luther had reason to be ticked off, right? right? I mean, right. no question. And um, so uh, that said, it was, it was a bit of throwing the baby out with the bathwater, to mm -hmm. say the least. Mm -hmm. So with sola fide, mm -hmm. Um, and, and, and I would just say as full transparency, I was baptized Lutheran. Mm -hmm. So I was, I was former Lutheran myself, okay. became Catholic at a young age, spent mm -hmm. most of my life Catholic. So I have a soft place in my heart for Lutherans. Right. Okay. And, and non-Catholics. Mm -hmm. Um, but, uh, sola fide, the way Luther invented this doctrine. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, um, so basically what this means is by faith alone mm -hmm. we are saved or justified mm -hmm. or we achieve what's called salvation so there's mm -hmm. a whole field of theology called soteriology mm -hmm. which is the theology of salvation how are we saved yeah whereas you know we we would 
that would tie in the Catholic world to what's called Christology. Right. And so, um, and they're very passionate believers mm-hmm. in Christ, that we are saved in Christ, but they would say, Luther said that we do not need acts. Right. We don't need works. Right. So if I've committed uh, adultery a hundred times mm-hmm. and I'm saved, I'm saved. Right. Whereas we would say, yeah, no. Okay, uh, you need you need to have acts that correspond with that. Right. I mean, a lot of this, I always tell people, look, you don't need, this is common sense. Yeah. You don't need a theology degree to know this. Right. Okay, and Luther was a former Augustinian Catholic priest. Yeah. So, um, who married a former nun. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but this is common sense. Yeah. Because when somebody says one thing mm-hmm. and they do something else, mm-hmm. That's a lack of integrity. Right. So Jesus himself talks about this in the Gospels. In Matthew's Gospel, this is what he says in particular. He says, everyone who hears my words and acts mm-hmm. on them, mm-hmm. and he uses that word act several times in that passage, acts on them will be a wise man who builds his house on rock. Yeah. But everyone who, does, who hears my words and does not, quote, act on them, mm-hmm will be a fool who built his house in sand. Right. And he says this again and again, and St. James himself said, um, he said that faith without works is dead. It means nothing. Mm-hmm. It means nothing. Yeah. And this is one of the reasons why Luther, when he was translating the Bible um, into German from Latin, mm-hmm. actually removed originally the book of James, mm-hmm. just took the whole thing out yeah. for that reason. They've since re-added it, but it was originally taken out by Luther. Wow, interesting. So, um, so point being, when we talk about sola fide, faith mm-hmm. alone, um, we would say, wait a minute, we have to have um, we have to have acts that correspond with our words, right. because when we don't, that's what you call a hypocrite. Exactly. Yeah. Right. And mm-hmm. so, and it's worth pointing out, in 1999. Um, uh, John Paul II um, and uh, the what's called the Lutheran World Federation came to what's called the Joint Declaration on Justification, which which basically means that um, that they actually came together and agreed. The Lutherans actually many of them agreed ipso mm-hmm. facto that much of what Luther said on Sola Fide was not correct. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, what's interesting with there, because there's so many branches of Lutheranism, no mm-hmm. one Lutheran uh, leader can speak for all of them, so mm-hmm. to speak, in the way that the Catholic Pope can speak for Catholicism. Yeah. So um, even though the Lutheran World Federation did come to this joint agreement, that does not represent all of Luther, Lutheranism. Right. So, yeah, it's, so they actually did kind of back off of that, is my point. Yeah, yeah. So, um, and I'm sure you probably see some of this too, when you when you teach, Kira, like mm-hmm. people that ask you about um, uh, about what does it mean to be once saved, always saved, born again? Right. People ask you definitely. about that. Definitely. Yeah, I definitely get that a lot. And I was trying to think back on the first time that I heard this because of being a little cradle Catholic girl, like in an Italian Catholic family, we just didn't question anything, and you know, and didn't even know about all of this until you know until I started to go to a secular university become aware of the many different ideologies that are out there and uh, then start to kind of pick up on some things, question some things, and then become a ninth grade theology teacher, then start to really, and help out with RCA, 
I started to become well aware of all of these different things. Uh, and so that was about when, and so that was in my 20s, I think it was probably the first time I heard about it. Um, and about Sola Fide. About Sola Fide, mm -hmm. yeah. And the once saved, always saved. And uh, But I would say it, it's, it, it makes sense that what our what our teaching is, you know, what the Catholic Church teaching is, uh, because any married couple would say, <laughs> you still, there's some, both, it's it's not necessarily 50-50, but I mean, sometimes it's like 80-20, sometimes it has to, according to what each person might be going through or anything, but each person in the marriage knows um, when when another one is just talking and not acting and and it'll make you mad you know mm -hmm. if you see your spouse like slacking off and you know it starts to You're like make, chop chop dude right Let's it starts go. to make you mad yeah so um <laughs> so yeah you, you can't get lazy in the relationship uh in in a way you need to continually give of yourself and to give of yourself is you're you're showing the other person um and the kids too you can't just be like yeah i love you but you go change your own mm -hmm. diaper. You go, yeah. you know, cook your own dinner. I mean, from time to time you can, but you know, you go do all, they, mm -hmm. they can't. And so you do that, you do those things in service uh, mm -hmm. to them and, and love. Uh, and I think that that's how God, he, he doesn't want us, if we don't want to be with him forever in heaven, Mm -hmm. then he's not going to force it. Mm -hmm. And so right. our actions and, you know, what we say and what we do are, are continual. I love yous to him and I want to be with you and I want mm -hmm. to be with you. And I, you know, the, it's, those are our continual, I love yous. And, uh, and if we're just like saying it, but we're not, we're not doing, um, mm -hmm. anything and just think, well, I could live however I want to live. Well then, mm -hmm. What is what is that saying? Yeah, to him? it's exactly. It's repulsive, actually. Mm -hmm. And and young people in particular, to quote George Weigel on mm -hmm. this, um, George Weigel says the young people, in his words, uh, quote, have an acute radar for hypocrisy. Very much. End quote. And and I have to say, I I'd very much agree with him. Yeah. And. Um, for instance, if a couple comes to mass mm -hmm. and they're shaking hands and all the way home, they're gossiping about the people they shook hands with. The kids are sitting in the back seat okay. seeing this. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, no, thanks. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. So, yeah, it, it, it this is a, this was a massive shift mm -hmm. in the in the 16th century um, that that even to this day has deeply influenced. I'm thoroughly convinced that a lot of the protestant theologians such as boltmann you know um some of these guys they had a kostenberger some of these uh these protestant theologians have had a massive impact mm -hmm. on uh our current the current situation with catholic leadership in germany mm -hmm. um and uh and, and the mess that's going on right now over there yeah um which is in very real possibility of schism from the catholic church yeah and uh, we may well see that in the, in the coming years. And even in Martin Luther's own lifetime, it's worth pointing out, even though he split from the Catholic Church, mm -hmm. um, during his own lifetime, he was defending, he was considered the Orthodox one to John Calvin. Hmm. So John Calvin from Geneva yeah. um, was 
split even further. Mm -hmm. And then John Calvin saw the splits in his own lifetime. So, so John Calvin, he believed in what's called double predestination. Mm. So double predestination says that even if a person is a saint, if they are predestined to go to hell, to hell they go. If somebody is a horrible, horrible, despicable tyrant leader, like we saw in our last century, uh, if they are predestined to heaven, to heaven they go. So in other words, it doesn't matter at all matter. what one's actions are. And uh, so that's his, uh, he, he, has, he, he wrote arguably the best selling book of the late Middle Ages called The Institutes of the Christian Religion. Mm-hmm. And it's worth pointing out that John Calvin never actually took a class in theology, he was an attorney. And so <laughs> you see that one sees a lot of that legalistic yeah. perspective in his right. teaching. And so, um, and I'm not saying any of this to because I'm trying to throw my non-Catholic friends under the bus. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying a, both a lot of Catholics and non-Catholics don't know the history of of this right, right. and um, now somebody could say well father that's nice but my pastor doesn't believe that yeah and uh, he never he or she never talks about that mm-hmm. okay well that's fine but that's still your roots mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. okay that's still a lot of the roots yeah. even the the non-denominational um, and uh, the these faiths that's where they still find the roots right was right. from the split from Martin Luther mm-hmm. And um, so this is, I always tell people, this is not, these are not theological arguments mm-hmm. in as much as they are historical facts. Yeah. And, but a lot of people don't know them. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I always tell them, look, uh, please do your own research, mm-hmm. you know, and, mm-hmm. and don't Google it, okay? Do some right. research and, and read a book and learn some history, yeah. right? And, and again, that history will clearly, clearly dictate and note that Catholics have much uh, our own uh, faulty leadership yeah. in that era mm-hmm. contributed largely to some of these poor decisions. Right, right. And and that's why we, we always say, Lord, please let us learn mm-hmm. from those experiences, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Yeah, and I think to that point of being legalistic, I think that that's how a lot of people look at the Catholic Church at times with this whole thing of works. You know, like God is sitting up there uh, making tick marks. Okay, you did this, now you did this, now Debits, you did this. credits. Right, and so you're going to earn your way to heaven. And that's not the perspective that we have. We do works uh, for the same way. I mean, Protestants do beautiful works, mm-hmm. uh, you know, beautiful acts of service in the, in the world. Um, and it's just, it's really, it's all beautiful. And... Uh, and so we do it in the same way because it's it's what God taught us. It's what He told us to do. It's we're serving Him. We're serving our neighbor, uh, and it's all out of love. It's mm-hmm. all driven driven by love. And so I think that that's kind of a a mindset that people need to get out of is this legalistic mm-hmm. mindset of oh I've got to follow the commandments because if not I'll go to hell. Oh I've got to do this because if not I'll go to hell. You know, uh, and that the popes and the bishops are all sitting on their high thrones, mm-hmm. keeping track and judging all of us. That's not only God can judge, and uh, and He knows our heart. So ultimately, what it is is 
am I growing in love? Mm -hmm. Am I developing um, in love and in virtue? And uh, and and are my actions do they coincide with what I say? Mm -hmm. I believe. And and if not, I need to apologize and I need to change my ways and have the self-discipline to do that and know that every time I say the things and I do the things, it, it's all about it's all about love. And God, that's that's all He wants is yeah. for us to love Him and to love our neighbor. And so, like that that's all it comes down to is what the what. What, what it is, you know, why we perform these acts. Yeah, it's true. I mean, that's the process we call conversion. I mean, the first words out of Jesus's mouth, the very first thing he said when he began his ministry, he said, be converted and turn to the gospel. Mm -hmm. That's what we're trying to do. Right. And, um, and that's what it's about. It, you know, thankfully, I mean, I, I'm of the very firm belief we have far, far more in common mm -hmm. than we have differences with our non-Catholic friends. Definitely. But what I see, at least for many Catholics, including Catholic clergy, mm -hmm. is they don't know their doctrine and they don't know their own history. And I'm not holding yeah. myself up as the model or the the oracle mm -hmm. of these things, mm -hmm. but I can read. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, and so uh, I highly encourage people to do that. Hey, listen. Let us know if you have any suggestions for us, and please know that we're praying for you. Don't forget to put soul in your food and give food to your soul. God bless you.